Welcome to the 320 Podcast, where we encourage you to reach for the immeasurably more life with Christ. From discussions on scripture, to poetic messages, to dreaming big with Jesus, you will enjoy a variety of episodes brought to you by Shelley Wilson Ministries. To find out more about Shelley Wilson Ministries and the many resources available to you, please visit our website at www.shelleywilsonministries.org. So you, you've been here, how long oh, have you been in gosh. Dream Big? Since it started. Well, since we since moved in here. here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then year and a half, over a year and a half. Yeah. It would have been July. Okay, cool. Um, yes, you brought life to our room. Oh, gosh. I have, I have woke up many nights out of a dead sleep. I'm telling you. <laughs> Remembering something you said in group. And I am not lying. Not lying about it. And I would always be like, oh, my gosh, Lord. Because when I, you know, when I started Dream Big, and I don't think I've ever told y'all this, one of the things the Lord told me was that there would be lots of laughter. <laughs> of course, that was before we got the building. Um, and there was laughter, you know, but it, it really has been true. E- even when all of us have gone through, you know, because so, by now a lot of you guys have gone through ups and downs. Right. And personal uh, losses. Uh, you know, griefs. It's not all been, you know, fun and laughter, right? But it's still part of the dreaming with the Lord. Um, but I did want to take people back bef- before we kind of get into the meat of what you do. Give them a little background of where you come from. So the nursing, the medical field, and right. then we'll kind of walk into how did God, you know, begin to navigate you your heart into what you're currently doing okay um so let's see gosh i started in the medical field probably 25 years ago um i've always felt in my heart i was to help people right i mean i've just even as a kid i always felt like i needed to make people laugh Mm -hmm. in a good way and to help Mm-hmm. just to help laughter to me is like the biggest thing well scripture says laughter is good medicine yes right? and so um I got into the medical field um as a medical assistant well actually it started as a dental assistant but um that just kind of patients I wanted to be with patients okay. I wanted to help them make them feel better mm-hmm. so I was in the medical field for 25 years um I worked anything from gynecology to OB to geriatrics to dermatology. Wow. I just always, um, I never had any kind of license. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just always one, when I went to work, I put my head down, did my job, and from experience, that's yeah. how I was paid. Didn't bother me that an RN beside me yeah. got paid more than I did, and we did the same job. Yeah. I just loved what I did. Yeah. Um, and I always said if I ever went to work for just a paycheck, I would step out of it. Mm. Enter Optavia. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good segue. Yes, yes. Yeah. So along with that, um, I also have always been a very inward emotional person. Like if I would laugh outward, but on the inside I may have been crying or right. depressed or right. because I was just always wanted people 
to feel better and I didn't want to be a burden. So I yeah. didn't ever tell people about my problems. I always wanted to listen to everybody else's mm-hmm. problems and help them through that. Mm-hmm. Well, along with that came a lot of anxiety, right. um, depression that I didn't even know I had because because yeah, laughter can cover that. Yes, up. Yeah. It, it did cover it up. Yeah. And with that came um, eating. You know, I come from a really big family, mm-hmm. and this may sound so cliche, but I was taught to eat everything on your plate. Oh, we were too. You know, yeah. that's just what I did. We and sat there until it was clean. Until it was gone. I mean, there was <laughs> yeah. a lot of times I had to sit there until... Yeah, two hours. Yeah, yeah. until mm-hmm. I ate it, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but yeah. it put a lot of bad habits. Yeah. Um, I turned to food for everything, and so I battled my weight for years and years and years. Mm-hmm tried things for years and years and years some things worked some things didn't yeah and um and then I found a uh, well a friend of mine that I was in ministry with I've always been in ministry mm-hmm. um yeah and tell us about that because you guys were uh, pastors over children's children. pastors yeah mm-hmm. yeah I'll never forget that we were going to a White House First Assembly I've always felt drawn to kids mm-hmm. you know just I don't know I just always did mm-hmm. and the children's pastors got up and said that they were resigning. Mm-hmm. We were having an ice cream social. Mm-hmm. And Robert and a bunch of the men were out in the fellowship hall. And they were getting the ice cream ready. And I went down to the altar. And um, the pastor spoke on, is your cup half full or is it half empty? It should be running over. That's mm-hmm. what. And so I thought, Lord, I want my cup to run over. And I heard him plain as day say, you need to be in the children's department. And so I immediately got up. I was so obedient back then. What <laughs> happened to me? <laughs> I was so trusting. Oh, that's funny. So I got up. You didn't argue. And say, I Did didn't I argue. Really hear that? No, I was excited. I was like, yeah, I got some backup here. The Lord told me I need to do this. That's great. So I went out to the fellowship hall and Robert was there. And I walked up to him and I said, I'm going to be the children's pastor. And he was like, what? I was like, the Lord told me. <laughs> And so that we went to the preacher, and I was like, I really would like to be the children's pastor, mm-hmm. you know. And the ch- he was like, okay, let's do this. So That's awesome. we did it for like six years. Loved it. We traveled. We did what we called kids revivals. We would go to different churches, mm-hmm. um, you know, Monday night through Sunday night. We had a puppet ministry. Oh, wow. Oh, it was just it was so much fun, and then, you know, we let the politics of church sure. get to us, and denominations, you know, when pastors leave, you have your certain rules and regulations, and right, right. the new pastors brought in their own children's so we got hurt, and we <laughs> stepped away from it, and, you know, at one point, um, I had told Robert, we need to sell everything we have and go to Africa. Mm. Um, he didn't take that. He didn't <laughs> receive that as well as he did the children's pastor part. <laughs> and so, needless yeah. to say, y'all did not. Go needless to, to say, we did not sell everything and go to Africa. And that's kind of when I got into the, um, the medical field really heavy. You know, yeah. I thought I'm gonna do this full time. Um, so yeah, we. I love that part. I miss that so much. But I have always said 
the Lord would have to come down himself and appear in person and look me straight in the eyes, probably put his hands on my shoulder because I could feel him there and say, Trish Robertson, you need to be a children's pastor again. <laughs> the grace this, is not there. The grace is anymore. not there yeah. anymore. No, no. Listen, I understand that fully for, you know, I used to do that with girls and it was easy. It was it easy. It was just easy. I didn't have to go get them. They just naturally were drawn mm-hmm. to me. But then when we moved into this building, yep. there was no more grace. It, for that. that season was gone. Yep. You know, that season was gone. But yeah, but I've always known in my heart that I've always wanted to help people more. I just have a purpose. Yeah. So with that being said, um, we were children's pastors and a good friend of ours. Um, were the youth pastors, mm-hmm. and she and I had done every diet, every diet peel, mm-hmm. everything you can imagine. And um, they left and moved out of town. And she called me one day and was like, "Hey, I started on this program. You know, I think you would be good at it. Um, when you become a coach in this program, mm-hmm. you have to do what they call practice calls. You gotcha. kind of call people and mm-hmm. give them your little spiel. You know, and." Kind of like you and Seth. You do exactly. That it's kind of like a training. Yeah. It's a training. Yeah. So she, I was one of the first people she called. And at that time, I was like, I'm not interested in this. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that. And um, then I started having some health problems. Mm-hmm. Um, my heart. Um, didn't realize it was anxiety at the time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I weighed a little over 300 pounds and mm-hmm. didn't really realize what it was doing to my body. Sure. Um, and then... Being a, I was the medical assistant to a doctor, a dermatologist in Tyler, and um, he had always wanted to have his own practice. So I talked him into starting his own practice, and I became the office manager, okay. which was, whew, man, I knew just enough to make me dangerous. <laughs> and I, I did that for three years, and um, mm. in the meantime, I started Optavia, lost 100 pounds, um, signed up to be a health coach. I wanted to share the gift with everybody I knew because it worked so good and it just made such a huge difference in my life. Mm -hmm. And the stress of my job was just so bad. And I was just sitting in my office one day and the Lord basically just spoke to me and was like, you know, why are you putting yourself through this? And I thought, you know, Lord, I always said if I came to work for just the paycheck, I would step away from it. And I was very blessed to have another um, opportunity right. that would supplement that income that I was walking away from. Yeah. And so, yeah, I started Optavia 2019. I became a coach. I had given myself a two-year goal, but just a year later, I became a health coach and was home full-time. That in itself was not what I expected I was going to ask, I was going to say, let's dig into that a little mm. bit. Because I remember that the struggle, because I wrote down here, fear versus faith. Yes. Because you had a, and this is very normal, we know this in our rooms, there was a significant struggle with, do I do this or not? Yes. Am I risking too much? All of that. Let's talk about that emotional roller coaster. <laughs> it <laughs> because was Because it is normal, and it is fearful when the Lord... Even when it's exciting to walk, because, you know, I had to do this too. Resigned a job. They paid for my cell phone. Mm-hmm. I had insurance, 401K. Yep. Girl, I was so secure. 
and then you know you step into ministry and um, it just wasn't the same exactly so talk about what you went through and how God helped you through that well you know a lot of it had to do with um, the fear part of it was just like you said walking away from a secure paycheck Mm -hmm. you know I didn't have I had insurance with Robert's work so that wasn't a big issue. It was the security mm-hmm. of what I had known for years. You know, I had been in the medical field. You knew what you were going to make yes, when you were getting was, your check. Yes. Yeah. And, and I knew what I was doing. I was, and I'm yeah. not bragging, but I was very good at what I was doing, yeah. you know, and I, being in the management position, I looked at it as a ministry, mm-hmm. which was really hard sometimes, sure. you know, sure. but when the stress of it, affected me physically and mentally Mm -hmm. that's what I really struck the fear and so back to the fear part I was like okay so if I leave this structure and I go to work for myself right how does that look Mm -hmm. a year down the road you know Mm -hmm. and so it basically just came down to a simple phrase that somebody said was why are you working so hard for somebody else's dreams when you have the ability to make your own dreams come true? Mm-hmm. And so I just had to take mm-hmm. that leap mm-hmm. and that faith. And and that's kind of what did it for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I thought, and, and again, I was very fortunate because a lot of people are stuck in their nine to five corporate world yeah. and they can't get out of it. You know, the Lord supplied this mm-hmm. other opportunity for me to walk away mm-hmm. from that. I was scared to death, mm-hmm. you know. In the meantime, I'm like seeing my doctor because I'm having all these right. anxiety attacks. And and I was so, I, I refused to believe it was anxiety. Yeah. I really thought it was my heart. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I went to the emergency room thinking I was having a heart attack. Yeah. You know, from the stress of not just my job but the stress the battle of Mm -hmm. leaving that world versus coming home stress is well and let's talk even about the spiritual warfare that surrounds that because yes because even those people that can't get out of their nine to five if god calls you out then he supplies right so they can get out of it yes they can when they're following the orchestrator of all things Right. right so if we don't know Christ, then I get it. Oh. Then we're always relying on right. ourselves or man or whatever. But when the Lord, if so, if we're leaning on him, so the the devil always comes at a moment of faith. Right. That's going to require some faith. He comes with the fear. He comes with the lies. He yes. comes and gives you worst case scenario. Right. And it, re- it makes us forget, well, if God called me to this. He's going to supply. Right. Yeah. It may not be easy, but it seemed like, but Shelly, every time it seemed like I was on that path of listening to Satan, because yeah. he's there, yeah. and, you know, it's just amazing how God would just like step in with something, mm-hmm. you know, and dream big was a huge mm-hmm. part of that. You know, once I decided to leave, I named, I would tell my coworkers and everything. I'm leaving. I'm fixing to dream big. 
That's yeah. what I would say. Yeah. My coworker bought me a going away gift <laughs> that was a keychain that said dream big. I love it. I mean, you know, and so it, I see the Lord in mm-hmm. all of this kind of looking back, right. you know, um, but I was scared to death. I was yeah. scared to death. And then, you know, with the pandemic right. hitting, um, but let me back up and talk about when I came home. I struggled with no structure mm-hmm. versus structure. Yeah. You know, I was like, what do I do with my time? Yeah. That's That was a hard thing for me. Mm-hmm. And again, the anxiety level was, and I was like, okay, here comes the doubt. All right, Lord, mm-hmm. you supplied this for me. Why mm-hmm. am I still having anxiety? Why am yeah. I still battling with this? So I thought it was just all going to be. I'm walking in God's will. I'm doing good. <laughs> I'm helping some folk. You know, You're going to the promised land. I'm going land, to the promised land. But, yes. but the problem is, so the promised land is we forget they had to uproot the giants in Oof, the land. Man, and it has been, it has been and crazy. And they had to possess the land, which requires active. You know, it wasn't like he just handed it over to them. You frankly. have to work. You have you to have work to put in the, the work. Land. You have to dig the ditches. You have you to do. like plow the field. You have to plow the field. Yes. Yeah. You do, and that has been that has been an issue. I mean, it it was hard. It was, and I don't want to say I just expected everything to be hunky dory, but yeah, I kind of expected everything to be hunky dory. <laughs> Don't we always? Yeah. It's kind of like when you're first saved, right? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm saved. <laughs> I'm good. And, and everything's going to be great. And you don't real nobody tells you that you just stepped into war. War. And all hell then breaks exactly. loose. And I've told people a thousand times, man, when I was living for the world and singing in bars and, you know, drinking until I couldn't anymore. It was easy. Exactly. It was easy. But when I stepped into the life with Jesus... Wow, I had no idea. Yeah. Well, you know, you've always heard Satan has the sinners. Why? Yeah. It's the Christians. He's the ones that have a relationship with the Lord that he wants. That's the ones he fights for. Because he sees, he knows to a measure what you're going to be. Yeah. And he knows just what buttons to push and where to put that doubt. Mm -hmm. You just have to stay really close to him. And it's hard. I mean, it is hard. Hmm. So, so, so then let's talk about, okay, so we've walked through the fear and the faith. So how did you finally get settled? Do you think though? How um, long did it I take don't you think to I'm settle? really settled. I mean, you just I'm still battle it out. Yeah. Wrestle with God. I'm I right, do. I wrote on that today. I haven't posted it. Wrestling with God. I do. I, yeah. just this week. I mean, you know, I've not questioned myself, but just like, you know, it's like this big puzzle and you get part of it put together and then you look over here in this Mm-hmm. whole side is blank and you're like there's the pieces where do they fit yeah that's kind of what i do mm-hmm. and where i'm at you yeah. know just like it's oh, faith it's faith it is just faith it's right. just got to be faith-based and that's so hard like with dream big you know i was going through all of these struggles with anxiety and depression and i was a very prideful person being in the medical field it was so hard for me to think well, anxiety can be physical. Sure. It can be. I did not realize that until I was mm-hmm. walking in those steps, you yeah. know. Um, so my doctor was like, here, Trish, we either need to put you on medication mm-hmm. or you need to see a psychiatrist or a counselor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Ugh, 
both of those I do not want to do. Yeah. I'm fine. I have Jesus. What's wrong? <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, like, I can do this. And so I um, had actually set up to have a session with a counselor. Mm-hmm. And it got canceled because of the pandemic. And, like, in the meantime, part of Optavia is living your life out loud. And that's gotcha. the one thing that I do not regret. I want anybody that struggles with anxiety, depression, obesity, whatever, mm-hmm. to know there you have to talk about it. Right. You cannot just keep any, it bottled. Any pain. Yes. Any you pain. cannot keep it bottled up. I'm living proof of that. It yeah. almost destroyed me. Yeah. Um so I started talking about it and putting it out there on Facebook. And then one day you sent me a message. Mm-hmm. And was like I don't even remember. Yeah, you sent me a message privately and was like, um, or maybe I messaged you. It's like, hey, I'm looking for a counseling session. Um, my doctor wants me. I'm struggling with anxiety and depression. And girl, your response. Like, I don't even remember what it away. was. It was like, I have these um, meetings. And I think this one would be good for you. Dream big. Mm. Yeah, I can remember. Is that what brought you to dream big? Yes. Wow. Yes. I didn't even remember that. I can't not remember things. Yes. I was like, okay, Lord, this is, I'm supposed to go to this meeting. And I'd just been kind of praying about trying to find a group of women that I could feel comfortable with and safe to talk about things. Yeah. You know. That's important to us, safety. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I, I didn't really know what the group was about. You know, I just knew that I just recently gotten on a program, became a health coach, was thinking about leaving my job, had a lot of anxiety, a lot of depression. My doctor was wanting me to either A, start meds or go talk to people. And then I found this group. Yeah. So like a huge answer to prayer. Well, and when we started Dream Big, honestly, I started it with a workshop. I didn't know that. Yeah, the first one I ever did was a workshop. We did dream boards and things, and it was sweet. But by the second one, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is a support group Yeah, for dreamers, which is not something I ever would have thought of. But I guess it makes sense now because, you know, you got you have got to be surrounded by people who will champion you when God calls you on a walk on water moment. Right. Because, you know, there's a lot of voices that come at you. Right. And there a lot of them can be negative. Right. You know, it's that whole Peter and Jesus moment where Peter's like, you don't go there. And Jesus is like, get <laughs> yeah. thee behind me, <laughs> yes, Satan. Right. I mean, in all honesty, even within the church. Yeah. No, you don't need to do that. That's too much. You know, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, you don't leave a job. And I had people tell me that years ago. Uh, Why would you do something like that? Well, because I'm supposed to follow Jesus. And he said, come follow me. (laughs) I mean, why does that sound so crazy to people? Because I think we are so indoctrinated into the world that we no longer have eternal perspective. Mm. I'm not saying everybody. But we have lost the, the walk of the disciples and the apostles. Of They dropped their nets, 
and followed him immediately. They didn't just leave fishing nets. They weren't just fishing on a lake. That was their that was livelihood. Their livelihood. Yeah, exactly. And families. Right. They had to leave their families to follow Jesus. We don't know what that looked like day to day. You know, I think the chosen helps us a little bit. Right. Get a better perspective of that. But there was sacrifice. And and I think, you know, I think when when you get closer to the Lord, there's always going to be that moment where he's like, now we're going, Abraham, leave your family, and we're going to a place I'll tell you. I'll tell you where we're going when we get there. Right. You know. And I'm that person that wants to know before I get there. I want to, I talked about that this morning in a post. I was like, you know, the way I had fantasized and set and dreamed of how it was going to look right, is nothing yeah. compared to what it actually is. Right. So I, you know, I kind of look back and go, am I doing everything I need to be doing to make it look like that? Or is it even supposed to look like that? Right. You know? Which is a good question because I think, you know, when I came, I mean, before this building, before Dream Big, before support groups, all the things... I can't tell you it was my dream, but it was his. Right. And, you know, we've always said in our room, listen, the point is not to foster your dream, but to foster, foster his. his dream in yes. you. Yes, Because, you know, we, there's a lot of people I watch that, you know, think God is blessing what they're doing, but there's, you know, compromise. And, no, that's not the Lord. The right. devil's helping you dream, right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. And, and we, we talk about a lot of that. Yes, right. We, we do. We're, we try to have honest dialogue about, you know. And I think that's so important, you know. A lot of it's uh, a lot of times when I say I want to help people, I want them to feel good. But then I also need to be put into a room that somebody's going to be telling me the truth that may not feel so good, mm-hmm. you know. And those are hard conversations to have. Yeah. And. Dream big, I know I'm going to get that when I come in to dream big. <laughs> I know I'm going to get truth and love and compassion and honesty. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it. like I said, when I get here, it may look totally different than what I expected right. it to look like. But, but he, I know it's been prayed over and I know yeah. it's been, you know. In his ways better than what we could have thought. Most definitely. You know. Most definitely. I have a hard time letting him have his way, though. I'm just not going to lie. It's hard. I think that's all of us. You know? You know, I think it's hard to let go. I think sometimes we don't even know how to let go. You know what I mean? Uh, Maybe we're not afraid. We just don't know how to let him control it or have it or, you know, do what he wants with it. Um, Someone asked me the other day, when are you going to stop moving stuff around in the building? I said, when he does. Right. I mean, listen, Jesus makes shifts all the time. Yeah. You know, so we never know how long he's going to do something or move us to another place. So so talk to me about the, because um, I had written this down, because I know your heart, right? So so we're into the, the, the weight loss, but really it's more than weight loss. It's mm-hmm. healthy. Healthy mind, healthy body, healthy soul. Right. So we're talking about the temple of God. Mm-hmm. So there is definitely a spiritual aspect. So the merging of, I put business and ministry. 
might not be a good conversation to have. But it's it. Let, let's help people understand that whatever they're in, you can merge ministry. Yes, it, most definitely. You don't have to be like me and in like a full-time ministry, right? Right. Like it's just what I'm called into. But some people are called into business, yet it's still ministry. Ministry. Right. I consider health coaching in Optavia more of a ministry than I do a business. Right. Um, you know, weight, and it, although it is way more than weight loss, a lot of people look to it as a solution to lose weight. Sure. Well, when you're overweight and you're obese, there's deeper issues to right. that. Right. And I get to help people mm-hmm. look into that and help them realize, you know, mm-hmm. maybe it is depression. Maybe it is anxiety. Maybe it is, you know, child abuse. Maybe right. it is. It's a triage. You said that one day. Yes in one of our meetings and I thought that I love that Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. I get to triage people and Mm -hmm. that's you know it's not just like oh you want to lose 50 pounds you Mm -hmm. know let's talk about why you have that addiction with food right let's talk about and to me that's a huge ministry you know I don't necessarily have to stay behind a pulpit and read them scriptures exactly you know well we know um I mean, let's talk about you because you mentioned even child abuse. Often we'll see uh, women do put on weight. Why? Because they don't want to be looked at anymore. Exactly. There was a real pain there, and they've made sure that they won't go through something like that again. Mm-hmm. So they don't realize they're doing it. Exactly. But but once you dig into the pain, you'll find that. Um, but are, are just not feeling valuable or worth it. Or, or not, not wanting, you take care of everybody but yourself. In other words, I'm, I'm the mom, I'm a wife, and I'm a mom first. Right. That is so not, that is not Right, good. exactly. We, unfortunately, we, you know how I feel about this, but right. we, in, in the body of Christ, we've done women a real disservice there because we need to be healthy for the sake of our husbands and Most our children. Most definitely. But, you know, as, you know, I'm an older woman, I'll be 56 in July, and not knocking my denomination, not knocking the way my parents brought me up. I value that mm-hmm. a lot. Um, I respected my parents a lot for the way I was brought up. But putting yourself first, it's a fine line for me. Yeah. Um, especially this day and time. You know... Putting yourself first is the new age thing now. It's all about self-care. Yeah, we've talked a lot about this, haven't we? Yes, and that is something that I kind of struggle with. So Mm -hmm. it kind of gives me the opportunity to bring my relationship in with the Lord into all the people that I talk to. Um, You know, because I I don't promote self-care. Yeah. Um, You've got to seek Him first before anything else. And just like you said, being brought up, not it was almost taught that you were selfish mm-hmm. to put yourself first, or mm-hmm. you were too you were prideful if you right. did that, you know. And so it's it's hard to kind of break those mm-hmm. generational curses that we've talked about, yeah. you know. Um, 
but it's, I think we're on the cusp of, well, like you said, a spiritual war for sure. But we need people that are going to be bold enough to say the answer is not self-care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, watching something this week even. It was kind of a Hollywood thing. And it would have been a widely watched thing. And this guy comes on and he's just talking about self-care and, you know, but it was so new agey. And I was like, oh, my gosh, listen, how much do we need? How much of it do we need? Because, you know, I still believe in the word says, you know, like my job is lay down my life for the sake of others. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm, we're supposed to live our lives for the sake of others. Right, right. So as a woman in any kind of ministry, what you do, or I do, there are times that I set myself aside because I have an assignment. Right. Right. Um, so I'm with you. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added. I had to train my kids that mama's going into the closet. All right, mom. It, Jesus is first. They they would have to wait. Right. If I'd get a song in the middle of dinner, so they knew it. They were sick of hearing it. So I was working <laughs> it out with the Lord in my head, singing it. Dinner came off the stove. I wrote the song. And guess what? Nobody starved. Right. Exactly. Right. Nobody starved. So I still have to be loyal to Jesus first. Right. So we're backwards on all of that. Yes. In marriage, we're backwards, uh, which I'll get persecuted for that a lot in from where we come from. But it's idolatry if we're not careful. It, it is. It, <laughs> We've raised an, an idol, you know. And so my kids are everything we do. People have to see Jesus is first. Right. So. So, so how, how do we do that, merging business, ministry, but like for Optavia, he's using the vehicle. Yes. Right. I don't like the word platform either. I mean, right. you know, that makes me above. I think you stand mm-hmm. on a platform, you put yourself above somebody. I want to take people on this journey with me. Um, it's kind of like, you know, waiting until you're perfect to get saved. You know, right, you know, right. waiting till, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm too big of a sinner to get saved. He's not going to want me. I, my thing is like, I want people to come on this journey with me. Mm-hmm. I want, there's no, I'm, I'll meet you where you're at. Just like he does. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. whatever your needs are, that's my ministry. Yeah. That's any time I can help you feel better about yourself. And he is the core of that conversation. Mm-hmm. That's my ministry. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. you know, we t- there's there's all kinds of sayings and little trainings and things that you're taught through Optavia. And I'm not knocking them at all because, I mean, but when they say see your future self, yeah, you know, what does my future self look like in a year? Well, what I see myself in a future year may be totally different than what he has planned for me right. in the year. I have to be willing to whatever mm-hmm. road he takes me down, yeah. be willing to shift. Mm-hmm. And that assignment might be a little different. To me, that's the ministry part of Octavia. Right. Right. The people that are on my team are like have decided to partner with me. I want them to see that. Mm-hmm. I want them to see that, you know, we do have a guideline and we do have a template that we follow. Mm-hmm. 
but first and foremost we follow Christ yeah that's that's the ministry part of my business right and you know what's interesting what what to me is a real positive of of even more than the weight loss even though that's clearly yeah a benefit it's um, a side effect that's what we call side it side effect that's good <laughs> Um, and the healthy part of, you know, teaching right. people how to eat healthy, but it is taking care of the temple. Most definitely. So, so, cause we're really good in the world or in the church about calling out certain things, certain sins, right? Let's be honest. But in, in, you know, my story, I have, I don't eat well, you know, there are things that the Lord has had to deal with me on because I am his temple. That's right. So even I, myself can sin because I'm not honoring his temple. Right. It's a, and it can be a struggle for any of us. It, it, so it is a struggle. I mean, you're able to approach that. Right. And, and really bring that back into alignment in a healthy way with the word. Right. And the heart of Jesus. How do we fulfill ministry? And I'm talking to myself today, you know, don't you hate it when God speaks through <laughs> your own mouth? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. When, if I'm not feeling myself right, yeah. How, how do I keep up the pace? I mean, right? Exactly. So, and you would you would have to deal with that um, with people. It's, how, how do you do it if you're not? If I'm not right myself, I think it's no, just no, no. If you're if when you're counseling somebody, to me that's a good point. You're taking that would have worked with me years ago. Why well, couldn't have somebody have told me you're not taking care of the temple? The temple. See what right. I'm saying? Yeah. I well, I think that. it's a different, you know, hmm, that's a good question. I have to meet their energy. I have to be able mm-hmm. to have discernment mm-hmm. with people. Um, some people don't want to hear gotcha. that, you know. Um, because not everybody's a believer. Exactly. Correct? Not everybody's a believer. So I have to, when I say live my, I want them to see that. I don't mm-hmm. want just because I'm. Those people I just basically um, pray over. I let everybody know from the very beginning through the process. um, We have this thing called a hundreds list. I have a prayer list. You know, Mm -hmm. I want you to know you're going to be prayed over. Um, They know where I stand. Right. But they also know that I don't pass any kind of judgment on them. From where they are. From where they are now. Which is exactly what jesus would do yeah he meets them where they are right i'm I'm not gonna turn somebody away and say no i'm not gonna offer you this because they don't have the same beliefs i do or they have you know all i can do is let my light shine Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. i want to be you know not too long ago and you may remember this um social media is my huge that's my platform that's my your vehicle. That's my vehicle. Yeah. You know, that's where I live out loud. Um, and a lot of people were jumping off of Facebook. They were like, we're going to this new parlor or whatever oh, it is, yeah. you know, because it's so negative and it's so political. And it's, and I'm like, listen, y'all, if, if everybody leave. <laughs> leaves, who's going to be the light? Yeah. It's just going to be dark. That I want to be the light. Mm-hmm. I want to throw myself in the dark room and be the light. Yeah. That's, that's. Yeah. Who I am. And that's sometimes really hard to do. I mean, you know, and that's where the whole faith and the support, you have to have the support groups. Mm-hmm. You have to surround your people. They say surround your people with like-minded, surround yourself with like-minded people. Yeah. You know, and bring those people to your table. 
Right. I get that, but I can't shut that door on everybody else. Absolutely. You know, I want to be able to add chairs to my table. I want to be able, I just want to be that light. I want to. Well, how would that, that's not any different than, you know, when Jesus tells the disciples, you go feed them. And, and, you know, and I read a post a friend put on Facebook this week that sometimes love is a drink of water. In other words, we've gone to straight to preaching, which there's nothing wrong with preaching, and we've skipped over meeting needs. Right. You know, well, love can be a smile. That's right. People can't always hear. We've seen this. You can't always hear the gospel message until you've seen, you know, they've seen that you care about them. Right. Um, they learn to trust you. Now, it's not always that takes that much time, but frankly, what you're doing, you're meeting a need first, which which makes sense. Yeah. You know, um, and then the Holy Spirit's the only one that can do anything anyway. Right. You know, so to me, that's God providing. He's provided a vehicle to have all kinds of people at your table right. to meet a need that is the need is more vast than the church, right? It's the world too. Well, I think we all kind of come to terms with, you know, yeah. the church is not just the four walls that you go and sit to exactly. and listen to. And this you is know. your going into all the world. Yes, yep. this is exactly. Yeah, exactly. And That's cool. seeking him first and. Any last thoughts? Cause you've got, you, you covered all mine, Trish. You know, I just want, I just speaking from experience, I just want people to know that, um, oh my gosh, I'm getting emotional. It's okay. <laughs> we like tears around here. You mm, remember that. Right. <laughs> and that's another thing that's been hard for me. We worked with that. We've worked you through that though. I know. I know. I would like to walk around with the heart on the outside of my shirt for people to see it. Mm-hmm. You know, I want, and I'm not perfect by no means. I'm not, you know, I struggle day to day. And I just want the Lord to work through me because I know there are so many women Mm -hmm. and men. You know, there are a lot of stay-at-home dads. I think that's stay-at-home women. I have found that that is the easiest time for satan to tap on my shoulder and kind of get in my ear yeah um is when i when i have that Mm downtime um i just want people to know that you're not alone and it's okay not to be okay right you know that's the bottom line and if you feel that reach out to somebody yeah how would they do you have a uh, i do i have a website um I have a Facebook page. Okay. I'm Trish Tool Robertson on Facebook. Um, uh, I have a phone number. I have a cell. Tell whatever you I want have to a, know. Uh, my phone number is 903-422-9155. That's the easiest way to get in contact with me. Trish Tool Robertson on Facebook. Um, my website is Coach dot optavia.com gamey life forever okay so i mean that's a lot but 
I mean, the main thing is just my phone number. I don't mind people having my phone number. We hope today's episode has blessed you and encouraged you to pursue Christ passionately. To join us again for more encouragement, equipping, and empowering, subscribe to the 320 Podcast. We would also like to invite you to enjoy our round-the-clock radio station, Royalty For Real Radio for Women, at royaltyforreal.com. That's royalty, the number four, real.com. <laughs>